Welcome to the Obstructed View podcast. Finally, Sheffield Wednesday 3, Blackburn Rovers 1. A great performance and victory at Hillsborough for Sheffield Wednesday in what was a much-deserved victory and something that looks like it's been coming for weeks, to be honest. Wednesday have, for once, got the points they deserve. So yeah, this episode looks back on the Blackburn Rovers victory and head to Stoke City at the weekend. Hey up then, mate. You good, pal? Yes, mate, I'm all good, especially after uh, three points at last again uh, for the second time this season. But yeah, overall, I'm I'm good. So as I open the show, finally, Sheffield Wednesday and Danny Rill get the victory they deserve. How does it feel? Yeah, it feels good, as, as I've just said. Um, finally get three points when we deserve three points. Um, I think, ironically, though, it was probably one of the, the least deserving three points out of the ones where we have done recently. Um, I, think, I can only think of the Millwall one, uh, where we maybe weren't as good. Uh, certainly not as good as when I saw them at Bristol uh, and some of the other games uh, that we've been away um, and been unlucky. Um, could have gone either way. Blackburn are a good team. Um, full of decent championship players. I'm sure they'll be up top half of the table come the end of the season. I think they just lacked a... Um, a bit of, bit of impact off the bench when they got to 1-1 but yeah overall obviously cracking three points um, and, and good feelings all round uh, afterwards With Josh Windass returning to the starting 11 and Bailey Kadamatri keeping his place up front the starting 11 was much like the side you had predicted in the last podcast Yeah exactly the starting lineup that I predicted uh, with Windass coming in uh, for Johnson so yeah call me Danny um, or Chris Powell or any other ones that you want to call me, I, I predict it. I predict it right. But yeah, no, no shock for me. Uh, no Smith back still, so it was always going to be Kadamatri, uh probably starting over Fletcher. Still doesn't fancy Gregory, does he? So we're always going to be uh, starting lineup that that I probably thought it was. Maybe you never know, one or two shocks. But no, there were no shocks this time. And yeah, I was pretty happy with the lineup. Um, team that battled hard against a good Leicester City side in midweek. I don't think really anyone. Deserve to be dropped, and the only one I said probably just didn't do too much against Leicester were, were Johnson. So I think Windass coming in, fresh off a uh, suspension, um, fresh legs from midweek. Um, yeah, I think it was um, the right call from Danny in terms of the team. So if you look into the stats for the Blackburn game, you'll actually find Sheffield Wednesday dominate pretty much all the stats apart from possession. And also, once again, Wednesday have shown a really high XG rate, which for once they've actually converted. Um, and it's not just the Blackburn game where Wednesday have high XG. They have one of the highest XG rates of recent games in the Championship as a whole division now. So these are really promising signs. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I didn't know it was one of the highest, probably in the last load of games or whatever, but it's no surprise with the way that we're playing in the Championship. You, it's, they're not Premier League defenders. You, you press them like that, like we're doing, you can get the ball on from them, as we saw in the early stages of the Leicester game. Um, I think we didn't have loads of clear-cut chances like the Leicester game or the games before that when we've just missed sitters like Birmingham and, and ones all before that. And um, We got an early goal this time as well, so that probably settled the nerves and settled the confidence sort of, sort of doubts that they may have had recently in front of goal. Um, so, yeah, Kadamatri getting his first senior goal. 
good finish, good good work from Windass and, and good finish. Um, it's a, a Windass Kadamatra combination like it was for Bradford all those years ago, which was um yeah, just one of them weird things, isn't it? That's that's good to good to see when your your sons are combining like you did back in the day. Um but yeah, great goal. Um good to get off to a to to a winning start for once rather than having to chase a game, which we know this season we've been pretty poor at, at chasing games. Um the rest of the first half kinda of went but they had a couple of half chances, one probably good chance where it got blocked or saved by Dawson. Um couple of dodgy offline sorry offline offside calls from the linesman where he didn't put his flag up. Um but other than that it was a steady first half, both teams in it. I don't think we had many, many chances after the goal. We had a few like, half chances and maybe ones where we could have done a bit better, but it wasn't really like must score chances, I suppose you could say. Um and then into the second half it was pretty much the same up and up until they scored really. But if you're talking about the whole game, yeah, the I mean the XG's there in it. So whereas before in the season we were we were creating one shot a game where everyone camped in their own half and just booting it up and hoping something comes off which is never gonna work at this level of football. Um, but yeah, overall can't really complain about the chances we're getting because before we we were getting none. Um just need to start putting more away. Even said that we put three away this game, so what do I know? So when Shmodix, see what I did there, equalised on the 65th minute, did you fear the worst? Uh, yeah, feared the worst, 100%. Um, it was, oh, here we go again. Uh, we've all been there as football fans when you're in a bad place in the table. Um, no matter how positive you can try and be, how much better you're playing, you know, you're always going to fear the worst when they, they nod it in at the back post. It's a great header, by the way. Um, suspect defending in terms of marking and... Some people might go, goalkeeper should have got there, etc., etc. But it was a good header, uh, I thought. It was just poor marking. Again, from across, back post, um, becoming a bit of a thing, which is a bit, oh, the only real concern I've got going into the next few games. We just need to get that that, that element out of his game at the moment. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the question, yeah, 100% <laughs> feared the worst. Um, we'd, we'd had only really one chance before they scored, the Kadamatri chance, where... Um, Good ball in centre from Bannon and um, a shot down the middle, straight down the throat of the goalkeeper. Probably should have been a bit better from Kadamatri, but um, that was probably about it in terms of chances before the uh, Blackburn goal. Um, but yeah, definitely four. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go again. We're um, probably 3 1 Blackburn, um, if you'd have asked me to, to put a bet on. A good goal for Marvin Johnson, who now looks like he deserves his place in the side. Does his recent performances make the Isco fiasco even more curious? Uh, yes, uh, Neymar getting his name on the score sheet uh, for the first time this season. Uh, I don't think it proves, well, it probably does prove that uh, Cisco was, was wrong. We all said that. Like We never said that uh, Marvin Johnson was going to be the uh, the saviour of our season and keep us up, but ultimately he was, he's, he's worthy of a place in the squad. Um and that's what he that's what he can do. He he come on at half time. He had he had a great second half. To be fair, a lot better than the Leicester game. I'm not. I never said he played bad against Leicester, but he just didn't really do much either way. Not bad, not good. I think uh, against against Blackburn second half, he 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 looked like kind of the last couple of years sort of Marvin Johnson, where he, getting down the wing, putting some crosses in, and just getting in those positions where he can affect the game in the final third, which is what we've not had too much uh, this season. Um, few Blackburn players moaning after saying that Patterson 
knocked him. Uh, I think obstructed one of their defenders from uh, getting towards Johnson. But I think it's load of load of rubbish. I think if he really wanted to to get there, he'd push Patterson out of the way and he'd get to get to Johnson. Suspect keeping as well. From the angle I was on the left hand side of the cop as you're looking out onto the pitch. Definitely went under the keeper's hand. Uh, but yeah, great, great timing for a goal when you're on the, on the back foot. They've equalised and you need um, you need to get back into the game. And I think if we didn't get that goal around that time, maybe Blackburn might have might have five, ten minutes later got their second instead of us. So it was a great time to score. Um, good finish, good run. And, and yeah, I'll only do him sort of good confidence-wise. I think his confidence probably turned to bits naturally as it would be when you get chucked out of training not in the squad when you know probably your ability proves that you should be in the squad um I, I don't I don't know if he starts or not against Stoke Johnson um I don't know really does he does he start it depends what sort of game plan is and we're away from home I suppose he he does a bit bit more defensive work than what Windass would do but then Windass also scored which I'll talk about obviously in a bit but yeah, it's an hard one, really. But ultimately, great squad place. If he's if he's off the bench or he's starting, I'm, I'm I don't mind either way with with Johnson. Um, yeah, good one to bring on if he's if he's not going to be starting. So all happy with him and only do him a world of good scoring. We've spoken a lot about XG in, in previous weeks, but three goals in one game. Can you believe it? Goals in one game, indeed. That's the first. Can't remember the last time. The last time we scored three goals in a league game, uh, Shrewsbury away end of last season. Obviously, we got four or five in the Peterborough game, but in terms of standard league game, yeah, Shrewsbury end of last season. So yeah, uh, great to be there and see him put three goals in. Uh, yeah, fantastic. I mean, the the goal at the end obviously was uh, on the break. Uh, they they're chucking everything at it because they need to get an equaliser. Um, comes out to the man on the edge, Smodix, I think. It's it against uh, Bernard and then Windass just runs on and carries on running. Gives the keeper the eyes and sends it the wrong way. Puts it in the other corner with a reverse shot. So, yeah, great. Good for Windass and all because he got his first goal of the season. But he missed a lot of chances this season. He's been good affecting playing, good creating chances. But obviously in front of goal, putting the ball in the net, he's, he's not been the Windass that we, we know he probably can be at this level. At least with the chances that he's getting. But... Yeah, great, great for him and, and great to see him score three goals and sign off with a win um, for the first time since Rotherham and then only second time this season and get three points. Obviously, Huddersfield uh, conceded last minute equaliser means we're ten points behind rather than the twelve that we started. So back to where we were probably obviously before the Leicester game. Um, but interesting to see kind of what happens over this Christmas period and see if we can, like I said last week, get six, seven points minimum sort of by January behind someone like Huddersfield or whoever's fourth bottom come 1st of January we can get some players in but um, signs looking good but we need to you know no slip up still just because we've won, got one game that's doesn't mean that we're back in it because we're, ultimately we're still bottom of the league 10 points and 10 points behind um, as nearest uh, survival uh, for fourth bottom so yeah yeah good to see three goals for once and hope long may it continue so up next is Stoke City away who are in pretty poor form themselves in the Championship. Do you think the confidence will be quite high now amongst the Wednesday squad? Yeah, big game, another team near the bottom end, um, as we've got QPR as well in a few weeks' time. But yeah, massive game, and it a chance to drag them in a little bit more. A team that's out of form, um, I think the last time they won was 28th of October. I think when I looked a little bit earlier on, uh, five games without a win, getting battered by QPR away, Plymouth, Lost at home to Blackburn, 
Um, and a couple of draws put into that as well, but no wins in five. Um, team low on confidence. We we know what that's like. We've we've been there all season, so it'd be interesting, interesting game. Stoke's got a win. They need they need to win. I think um, I think Alex Neil's still the manager, so you know he he got brought into to get him higher up the table, and they find himself again, kind of the bottom half, staring down, and hopefully not getting into a relegation battle. But you know if he lose to us and we we get three points and the results around them don't go from they they may be even themselves you know fourth bottom. I think. But yeah, it's a big game for both teams. We need a win. I'll keep saying it until we get six, seven points or even level. Uh, if that ever happens, we need to win every game. Or not at least not lose. But we've got another hard game after that with Norwich. So I think you're looking at the two if you're looking at the two away games coming up, which one's the most winnable? Um, as much as Norwich aren't pulling up any trees this season, you think Stoke City side, really low on confidence, no winning five. You've got to be targeting a win hundred percent. So I'm feeling confident, but I suppose we'll um, we'll have to wait and see um, what Wednesday turns up or what what's what a chance conversion Wednesday uh, turns up. Would you make any changes to the starting eleven against Stoke, or would you keep the same team? Uh, I think yeah, I think I'd probably stick with the same team myself. Um, depends really, doesn't it? If he wants to mix it up, um, sort of counter attacking pace wise, where he puts Masama or Gasama in there. Because uh, at the minute he's obviously, I think Callum Archer is going to be still. You can't drop him after he scores his first senior goal, even if Smith's back because he's been out for a good few weeks now. Smith, so at best Smith's on bench, even if he's fit. Uh, yeah, the, the other side of it's been Patterson and Windass. If Windass, he's going to play uh, again, fresh off a goal, and he, he seems to like Patterson. Patterson's just the workhorse, I suppose, of the free up front in terms of his his, his running and his and his um, put, puts a shift in. So I think I think he will go same team. The the midfield three uh, picks himself with Bannon, Volks and Byers at the minute. Uh, yeah, hundred percent of it. Volks. I didn't mention it previously, but Volks for me were man of match by far against Blackburn. Just everywhere, winning every tackle. Um, just on top form at the minute uh, is is Volks and and I'd, I'd drop him um, last out of probably most of them at the moment. So yeah, I think I think he goes same team unless defensively. He, he he wants to change it, but for me, I I'd, I'd go same team against against Stoke. I don't see why if you win three one at home to Blackburn, um, you'd change much about that unless he wants to bring Johnson or one of the um kind of pacey sort of wingers we've got. But I I think he'll stay the same, and I, I'd be fine if he did. The only real negative from the weekend is the results still don't seem to be going Sheffield Wednesday's way, outside of the relegation zone. Does the league table feel important at the moment? Yeah, there's probably been not been some QPR have picked up Uddersfield of um winning a draw aren't they, the last two um yeah Rotherham at home still always a a dodgy team I suppose in terms of picking up points as well but uh, I don't really I don't really care to be honest at the minute we just need to focus on ourselves uh, and make sure we keep picking three points or. The harder game is at least getting a point and just stop the stop the losing, I suppose. And we're never going to win every every game, and no one is um, going to win every game in the championship. But we're just going to keep uh, picking those points up. And if you actually look at the table, I think after Huddersfield, the, the actual points gap uh, between five or six teams is is not a lot, maybe even more. I think, but yeah, there's a there's a lot that can get dragged into it. So it's not a a three out of four, I suppose, like it was. Three or four weeks ago, it looks like this. These teams at the bottom end are starting to pick up. Not just us, but QPR and and Uddersfield and 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 one or two and Plymouth just keep getting the odd win that just keeps their head above water. 
but you know they're not they're not gone yet. They're not safe, uh, and then there's all them of us. I mean, even Norwich, are, you know, are down there with us who we've got next Tuesday. So, yeah, it'd be interesting um, if they do start dropping points, um, any of those lot. But it doesn't really worry me. Um, I think there's enough teams down there now that if we can sort ourselves out and get on a good run, that we we you know someone's going to be there at the end of the season who always drops in. So, but in terms of looking at the table and um, anything else like that, I'm not really, not really bothering. Uh, it doesn't really feel too too important. Uh, just got to, you know, we're on ten points. It's it's not not enough yet. We need to get some more points till to, to, to we start worrying about that and, you know, look at it in January, February and, and see where we are. And if we've caught everyone up, then then that will start worrying. But at the minute, I'm still resigned to you know it's probably going to be a season that we have to go down and regroup. But we'll see what happens. After a good performance against Leicester City, Bailey Kadamatri has now backed that up with a goal against Blackburn Rovers, a vital goal for Sheffield Wednesday. It seems his recent performances have earned him some contract talks with the club. This must be crucial for Sheffield Wednesday that they start tying players down. Yeah, we said it during the game after he scored. I listened to a couple of Wednesday podcasts and it's it's been mentioned, but yeah, he needs to be tied tied down. Um, whether he becomes anything big, we'll we'll find out find out in the future. It's not a given that he's gonna gonna score again, or he's gonna go on and, and do great things for us. But when you've got a an inkling of a talent, you've you've got to tie it down. You, if he's gonna go in the end, we we need to be selling him for big money. If he goes somewhere and he he does do well, if he doesn't do too well, it's not going to be you know the world that we have to throw at him to get him tied down on a on a three or four or five year contract where it, it goes up year on year. Just do it smartly. It's not hard. Um, as hard as our chairman may may seem to make it sometimes in getting young players tied down, but yeah, we've we've had too many examples over the last few years, um, from George Hurst to Liam Shaw to Urugidi, uh, and etc. etc. Where we've we've not tied these promising players, um, down, and we've ended up losing them for peanuts. I suppose you can put Dele Bashiru in that as well, um, just letting the contracts run down and go for nothing. Maybe get a small tribunal fee. Uh, but yeah, Bailey's um, shown promise, hasn't he? He looks like he's not really phased by the fact he's up against big, experienced championship defenders for an 18-year-old. So yeah, long may it continue. Whether he carries on in the side long-term-wise, we'll see. With Smith maybe coming back and maybe a, a striker coming in in January. But he's got to keep getting game time. You've got to keep getting his... Um, you know, his game time up and, and seeing how he gets on for sure, even if it becomes a little squad player towards the end of the season, if um, others come back or we get some other strikers. But yeah, restrating what I've said, you, we've, you've got to tie young players down. That's whether you're Wednesday or any club, you can't can't be messing about. If he scores another few goals, you know, people start taking notice of that and start start have a look at him. And if he's out of contract to end the season, come January, you can offer him one and he's already pre-signed one and you've got no no choice anyway. So get him, get him while you can. He's been here since he's eight years old, so I'm sure he's not going to say no if you offer him um, what realist, a realistic wage for an 18-year-old. Look, I don't want us to pay over the odds just because he scored one goal. But I also don't think his, uh, his dad, um, you know, being an ex-professional footballer, is going to gonna be as stupid as that and, and all that sort of stuff. So hopefully he's got good agents and... But also we do the right thing and not try and rip him off and, and give him a fair contract. So yeah, we'll see what happens in that. But optimistic and hopefully in the next few weeks that, that news comes out that he's signed a contract. 
Uh, yeah, I suppose a couple of things just to add. I mean, I'm recording this on a on a Wednesday evening, fresh off the news that um, we've got a, finally got a new head of recruitment and a long-term one. Uh, looks like a decent appointment as well, an experienced one in uh, Kevin Bedell, or Bedell, uh, whichever way you pronounce it. But yeah, he's been at uh, Man U, Arsenal, and, and more recently Cardiff City, so he's got championship experience as well. But also with his, his big club experience, he's got contacts in the game. So if you're looking at young players for loans, etc, um, etc, et or some good experienced championship players, we, it's all there, I suppose. And um, I think Danny's come out today and said he, he, he knows how I want to play. And we're looking at, he's, he's going to go out and identify the players that, that can fit his style, which is what we need. Because um, even though we're, you know the results are getting better, you can still see that the some of the players are probably just not up to playing how um, Danny wants to play in a, in a long-term view. But yeah, so really positive on that, and we'll we'll see what happens in January, budget-wise, um, and everything else like that. Um, on a couple of negative points <laughs> to, to follow that positive up with, um, obviously seeing tickets have been announced. Uh, it's not in terms of pricing as far as I'm recording this, but obviously they're out fr- this Friday until the 21st. Um, of December for the first phase of first phase of early bird, which is uh, disgraceful, if you ask me, and I'm sure that'll be majority of Wednesday fans' opinion. You know, f- really forcing people's hand to make a decision before Christmas is is just not fair. We talked about it in the pub before the match. Going, you know, it's usually this time of year that they make some sort of announcement, and lo and behold, they did. Um, personally, I just think it should be open for at least a month. Um, past the January, have what is normally the average payday in January, the end it should be open till early Feb. But if you're gonna do it this early, um, but I mean, in an ideal world, it shouldn't be towards until the end of latter end of the season in uh, March, April, when the when early bird comes out to give people a you know good decision to make. But obviously, it's the same every year. It's been the same every year for a while in terms of when they've come out. So I'm not shocked at all. I'm disappointed and and frustrated. Gives me a decision to make when the prices come out because um, I've got mine until the end of this season. Will I be able to afford it? Will I not? Etc. Etc. There's obviously the finance options, and um, but you know, asking people to pay uh, what could be 500, 600, 700, 800 quid the week before Christmas is, is just not on, and it just screams everything that you know, personally, I don't like about this chairman that he just doesn't, doesn't care. Um, about about us as, as a fan base and just wants you know money injected into the club as quick and as fast as he can without really any consideration of the fact that he's in a working class city um, with predominantly working class fans um, this time year. it's just just not good and it's it's upsetting it's frustrating and it makes makes a lot of fans angry but he knows that people will do it I'll probably do it if I can afford it uh, and and many others will um, reluctantly but you know what. For some people, it's the life on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, um, going down to Willsbury. It is what it is, and he knows he's got that fan base that's gonna that's gonna do it and gonna pay whatever he, he probably puts out there. Uh, I know the pricing's gonna when it does come out, it's probably gonna be another shock because um, he's done the three years in ticket at the start of the season, and I think on the cop that worked out. At, at, over four hundred, so how he's not going to justify another year season ticket less than that when people have bought a three year one on average for for four hundred and odd. So I'm expecting to be shocked by the price as well as the fact that people got to pay it before Christmas. But we'll see what happens with that, and I'm sure that'll be another debate for another another podcast. Um, and then on the other side of on the news broke with the eighteen sixty seven group, obviously about the protest. 
plan, plan process on the 16th for the QPR game at home. I think going through Willsbury Park and then at the South Stand. Um, a lot's been said about it. There's still a lot of people that don't agree with how the 1867 group go about it and you know what they stand for and that they won't say who they are. But obviously we all know if they do say who they are that they're probably going to get banned from attending games. So if they are you know, proper fans, then it, they're just uh, putting their own um, matches at, at risk as well. But um, I, I personally don't think it'll really be a big thing. I, I think it's a problem with our club at the minute. I think if you compare it to, to, to your club, uh, with Ever- Everton, it just doesn't seem to have the movement that, that you know, other clubs have uh, with their protests, even like Reading, I suppose, and, and others throughout the years. Uh, a lot of people don't like the chairman, but are just too afraid to really do stuff because it is like a dictatorship at the minute, how he's running it. So we'll um, we'll see how that goes. It'll be interesting uh, whether I go or not. I think I've got a couple of decisions to make. Um, sometimes being in the pub is a little bit warmer, but it depends on it. It's, I, I, want him, I want him gone, and if a process goes towards that, then I'm all for it, but it has to be done in the right way, and it has to be done um, with enough people. Otherwise, there's no point doing it all. Um and then lastly, on to the Stoke game in terms of a prediction. God, I'm just going to go 2-1 every time, aren't I? So, uh, no, I think, do you know what? I think this time we're going to keep a clean sheet. We're going to learn from his mistakes and not concede from a cross at the back post. Uh, and we're going to we're going to win 2-0. Um, Stoke are going to be in the shit after they're going to be three points close to us. Results are going to go his way. Um, and then we'll see. In, in terms of Norwich, I don't know if we're going to record him before Norwich. It's going to be probably an harder one. I'll take a draw at Norwich, but I think, yeah, Stoke, I'm going to go 2-0 um, up, up, up the Wednesday um, and we'll, we'll see you next week. Huge thank you to everybody for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed the episode, please like, share, follow. We are now also available on Apple Podcasts if you prefer Apple. So, yeah, just check us out on there. We will link on the Twitter um, to that. Um, thanks to people who are sending us bits of help here and there as well through Twitter and email um, just to help us with the podcast a little bit. So, yeah, you know who you are. Thank you for that. Um, safe travels to all Wednesday fans heading down to Stoke. Make sure you wrap up warm because we all know it's a, it's always cold in Stoke. Cheers. Cheers.